Welcome to the Global from Asia e-commerce series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. Now, let's tune in. Today's podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Pay. I use them personally for sending money to my Chinese suppliers from Hong Kong. It's a cross-border payment solution between China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. So when I need to make a payment to a Chinese supplier, I just hop online to place the remittance, pay to the Aurelia Pay's Hong Kong-based bank account, and Aurelia Pay will settle RMB within the same business day. So check them out online at www.aureliapay.com, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-P-A-Y.com, or check them out linked in our show notes. All right, everybody, e-commerce series, Global From Asia, episode four. This has been the most exhausting four weeks of my life. I've uh, really enjoyed, although it's been so stressful the last few few weeks here of launch, well, not even launching, uh, mostly bargaining and talking and negotiating and planning and taxes and lawyers and advisors and all that fun corporate stuff. We are getting ready to launch T minus four days until we announce the other partners in this venture. Somebody said winners of the prize like to me, uh, but it's not winners, it's partners. And it's been some of the harder calls and the harder decisions I've had to make. I That's why I like podcasts and I can be the talk to a lot of you and be everybody's friend. And this is business and business is got to be separated from friends so for those that didn't get in I'm I'm really uh you know I'm really with you no matter what I know some of you want to still work with me and I want to work with you but uh we have to move forward and had to only pick a, a few we could have maybe done a 100 people partnership but that wasn't the way we were going to do it and and we're going to stick to our guns and we are going to keep going forward so for today's episode, it's just me on the mic, little old Mike on the mic, talking about kind of our, our going forward strategy, the launch of the business, all the different departments. This is stuff I've gotten a lot of management books and a lot of different things that I've I've learned. There's some great books out there like E-Myth by Sam Gerber and Work to System, Sam Carpenter, Traction by Gina Wickman. Those are some amazing books that I've read multiple times and I, I highly recommend you spend the time and get your nose in the book or the Kindle and, and read them. I've also really worked hard making a course a program, scalebyoutsourcing.com, where I've taken a lot of this knowledge that I'll give you some today of about managing systems and structures. It's actually freed me for years to make all these podcasts. People ask me how I make all these podcasts and blogs. It's just making structure and system. So we're going to start laying it out live here, putting the guts on the table for this e-commerce business. So I've already been talking to a lot of different people about the partnership and, and roles and responsibilities. So as part of my job, I've had to make those list them out. So you can find us on the show notes too. I hope this isn't really dry and boring, but we will go through six departments that I think from what I've read from these books and, and my own operations of companies over the years, there's six main departments and we're going to go through the main tasks we're going to do in this e-commerce business Actually, we've named it Para Limited. I uh, hope that's not giving away too many answers. Paralimited.com, Para Limited Inc. 
So for this company, we have six departments. HR is one, finance, two, operations, three, marketing, four, sales, five, and customer support or community engagement is number six. So the cool thing about business partners is you don't got to do everything yourself and you give these departments to different people in the company. So I use Asana. I've already made it and I've kind of put these tasks in there. I'd love to hear from listeners if I'm missing something here. And this is what I would use if I were you doing this as well. Let's go through the first one, the fun one, accounting. I don't know, not many entrepreneurs love the number crunching, the numbers, but that's what makes the business run. Understanding cash flow, getting the finances and the budgets. So we have a few tasks here. Setting out the budget, which means kind of getting out all the numbers and figuring out how much you're going to spend on the product, on the marketing, your monthly costs. We're going to set up a software. We got some tips from previous recordings, and we have service providers and friends that are there's quite a bit. There's of course QuickBooks, and there's there's Zero, and there's this GoDaddy one Mike Hartman talked about. We also got to set up the KPIs, some targets. What's our monthly targets for sales? Targets for all of our work. Prepare for the inventory fin- financing or inventory purchasing, and. I put it in in finances, make the founder's agreement, the legal agreement. Edward's been doing a great job on that. Thanks for that, Edward. The second department is HR, human resources. Of course, we're not hiring anybody yet, but we are building this business as if we're going to hire people because we will hire people. We're going to start hiring people online, working online to free up our time to grow the company. We're going to make SOPs, standard operating procedures, and we're going to make job descriptions. I'll probably head up this department. It sounds really boring, but I think HR is sexy. You know, it's a, just a couple of tasks there, but just to prepare. And some people I've already talked to are like, why do you make a job description if you don't hire anybody? But actually, the partners are doing the job. You know, the whole point is everything is a job. And, you know, when you start a business, you have to do everything, or in the partnership, you have to do everything. So I really recommend writing out your job and then being able to give that job to somebody else later. You're creating jobs. As you grow your sales, you can look at the parts you don't like to do and put that on job board and hopefully somebody else is willing to do it for a decent, you know, reasonable amount of money. So that's HR, that's our second department. And then we go into the third department, sales and business development. This is for the hustler, this is for the guy making things happen. Of course, these are all catered and catered for what I believe is right and for what I believe is an e-commerce business in today's 2017. The first one I put on there is influencers and KOLs in the industry. We're going to need reviews. Everybody wants, you know, I still get tons of emails like, Mike, do you know any review clubs, Facebook groups, anything I can do to get reviews? What I think is important is finding influencers or in China they call them KOLs, key online leaders. So once we pick our niche, we're going to go out and talk to bloggers. And you know, I understand their thinking, so I don't mind helping with this. But somebody on the team is going to be in charge of finding these influencers, talk about our products, making up some campaigns. You know, I think it's a it's a campaign. It's not just saying, "Oh, here's a sample. Can you write up a review and throw it on YouTube?" I really say it's making a campaign, making a, a purpose behind it, and synchronizing with multiple multiple KOLs, multiple influencers in your target market to get it out there at the same time. So I'm really excited for that. That might take a little bit of time and money, but we're going to do that for sure. The whole launch campaign of finding reviewers, getting blogs written about it, outreach plan. 
I do put B2B here, even though I've already talked to some people while I've been bargaining with potential partners and they're like, why are you going to do B2B already? Well, we might not do it right away. I think you can learn about the market. You talk to these stores or these resellers, they're going to give you a lot of ideas. When I was doing e-commerce before, I learned a ton from wholesalers and distributors when I was selling my products from China. They would give me amazing feedback about the market. So it's another way of learning your customers because a B2B customer is a big customer and they they need to sell it down their their product line. But I also think we can try drop shipping it. I, I my last bar products business, I had about 75 active drop shippies selling my products. So, you know, while that might not be a 2017 thing, I'm totally ready to dominate distribution. I've talked about it at Hardware Massive and I've spoken about building distribution through B2B. We're gonna start those wholesale and drop ship channels up. I'm totally excited for that. Let's keep rolling here. Marketing. Actually, probably marketing is the huge chunk. It's a lot we talk about on the podcast. It's a lot that you need to do. So I have a long list here, and I love marketing online. I love this podcast on our blog. Our traffic has been growing like crazy in this summer, honestly. It's been really growing uh, month by month, really just 20 30% up up in a keyword ranking. So we're going to do product research, which we're already doing, I'm already doing, and people who want to join a team are doing well, product research, of course, and I connect that a lot with keyword research. They are separate things, but keywords are important. Everybody knows on Amazon keywords, whether it's Amazon or Google or you know Baidu or WeChat, keyword is important for these AI, you know, Google is a huge machine now, right? It's not even a, the algorithms being updated. I've heard from the machine itself. Not even humans are updating the algorithm anymore. So we got to like learn the keywords. Of course, competitive, competitive research, finding out competitors in and uh, in Google and Amazon. Try to see what's working, what's not working. Of course, writing. I don't mind writing. So we're gonna write product listing titles, descriptions. We're going to write or take product photos. We're going to create a brand, but we already have paraliving.com. Some people are already saying they could have a sub-brand where we could have products underneath it that uh, could be sub-brands, maybe even a separate website. I, I know that's possible, and, and we can do that. So we can create a brand, and that's what the real long-term value of, of any business is. But I think especially in this Amazon game is the brand. We're going to be... Creating product videos, I don't mind doing that. Or if there's somebody else that likes it, we have a team. I actually, my team can help me edit videos. Websites already done, parliving.com. Where I have WooCommerce. I know some people said they like Shopify. I've talked to some guys applying that are Shopify experts. I don't know, I'm a WordPress dude, but it's so easy for me to set up WordPress and WooCommerce is already installed on parliving.com slash shop. But I don't think... I am going to sell it directly on the website yet. We can talk to the other partners. But my my idea is push that traffic from the website to the Amazon listing to increase the ranking in Amazon by sending third-party external traffic as well as we're going to build an email list. So we're going to be building up an email list, an opt-in. I really think uh, that is important for really differentiating yourself from your competitors. So we're going to make an email list and focus groups, I don't know if everybody thinks I'm old-fashioned. I've done this with my tech startup, social agent. I've done this with clients. I've worked with on marketing campaigns. Get eight to ten people in your target market in a room, even if it's in China, if it's in Hong Kong. I've done it there. I've done it in the U.S. Give them some free lunch, 
some free beers. Doesn't cost that much money. Put an ad on Craigslist and get people together and just watch them use your product, whether it's an app, whether it's a physical product, and get them to talk about it. And I write down the dang keywords from the focus group and I put it on sales pages all the time. So we're gonna be doing that. And uh, it's going to be great, you know. And you can do that. You don't have to do that only when you launch. You do that all the time, you know. We're going to be running folks groups. If you guys want to be in them, uh, we'll we'll do them, and we'll try to share this live on this podcast series, e-commerce series at Global from Asia. Hopefully, this is not boring the heck out of you guys. But you can copy me, man. I don't know. Maybe you don't compete with me and take the product and compete with me. But we're out here putting it all here, like I said. So this is our. Our whole plan. So we're we just went through four departments. We got two left. I can't wait to work on operations. You know that used to be really boring to me, but this is very important for e-commerce. And we got to find team members, partners, and future staff that love the details and love the numbers. Of course, seller central accounts in process, inventory tracking system. You know. This is something I've talked to some huge, huge Amazon sellers, and they're still losing money because they're selling out of stock and they're out of stock, and they're losing losing every day is losing money. So we got to have a good system, even if it's you know some people get crazy. Like I, I built my last system. I programmed. I had a programmer, Jimmy, in Singapore, make me a whole custom inventory management system in 2008, if you can believe that. And I connected uh, ZenCart with Channel Advisor. With uh, eBay, Amazon, it was all crazy. But I don't think we had to get so expensive at the beginning. When I say tracking system, I've talked to some of the applicants. What I mean is, even if it's a spreadsheet, even if it's just manually once a day going in there and just putting in a new column or a new row and just adding in how many sold to that SKU and then chart it is going to help us, I believe. And then, of course, from that forecasting inventory, forecasting how much stock. You know, I've interviewed people on this show. I've talked to people in real life uh, at meetups and global from Asia conferences. I don't think we're going to send all of our stock right into FBA right away. I think we're going to keep some back here in China, maybe in this studio. And we're also going to send some maybe to a third party US warehouse. And you might ask why. So the strategies I've heard is it protects yourself from competitors or the market changes. So say somebody copies your product and they put a cheaper price. What you could do is take another freebie and tape it on there and then make a package, make a bundle and change your price, change your listing. So we can bundle and wrap a lot of these products together. And I'm really excited to to do that and leverage, you know, having a China warehouse China studio here. Or maybe my wife might get upset, but uh, in the studio, we might have some stock. We might have some stock in a third party warehouse. There's tons of service providers. And then, of course, good old Amazon FBA because we will be using their service. Then, of course, continuing on with these operations, bargaining with factories. Who loves that? I have a whole book written about factories in my Destination China book on Amazon and the website. So hopefully I think we've got partners that can take care of this. Um, you know, I'm here in China and I can go there and I got, you know, if I need to, I can take a baseball bat to their uh to their doorstep. And uh, and make some threats, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get that bad. You know, I think I've learned a lot over the years, and we have great service providers that are more than willing to help us. Neil O'Connor, I know you're listening. You you're, you know, we'll work out something. We can do some videos with Neil, Doctor Neil O'Connor. He's a he's the video guy of Chinese factories, and 
is a friend of mine. We, I would love to have you help out with some bargaining with factories or Mike Bellamy at uh, Passive Maker, Andy Church, Insight Quality. The list goes on and on. I mean, we've had some great guests, great speakers at our conferences. So it's almost going to be overwhelming with amount of people who can help us. And we will share all of this blood, sweat, and tears on these shows coming up. Samples from factories. I'm already can't wait to get some free stuff. You know, it's a little bit annoying, but we'll probably have a sh- few shelves here of samples that we order. And they, the cool thing about living in China is they'll arrive next day, and it costs like a dollar for shipping. So you can get lots of samples. And then making that contract with the factory, which is very important, making sure you have everything clear up front, so you don't need to bring that baseball bat to their doorstep and try to break through their metal door, uh, which might be hard to do. But, <laughs> uh, you know, making the contract is going to be very important. We'll, we'll go through that for sure. Placing the order, sending that money up front, probably 30%, 70% later. I know some people have, you know, maybe we can get some terms. Can't wait to share that with everybody. And then inputting the listing, the keywords, title description. I don't know, maybe this is actually operate. This is actually marketing. But what I'm saying is uh, actually putting it in. So I work in Google Docs all the time. So uh, a lot of times people take the stuff I put in Google Docs into like WordPress and stuff. I know it sounds really lazy, and you're like, "Why do you need to have somebody actually take something from Word Google Docs and put it into WordPress?" It's just way faster for me, and I just can write like a maniac. And I can't wait to write product descriptions for a few days long. And anyway, so hopefully somebody can help support there. The next is the trademark. We will have a trademark filed, and as I always recommend, I've had trademarks. I have trademarks in the U.S. still for some products and services. I have some trademarks in China already. It's not that expensive. Of course, service providers are there. We're doing it directly as possible. We will do that. We have Tyan Patel, my friend and college alumni in Washington D.C. Patent experience. In the U.S. Patent Office, maybe we'll get him back on the show. He's been on a couple of times, way back in the day. And then once we get those trademarks going, we gotta go to Brand Registry 2.0, which you know, something I've learned. I, I have to learn because I've been in the Amazon game since 2012. So I will learn that with our team. So that's operations. There's tons of stuff. Maybe you could say that some of that stuff is different departments, but I hope I'm getting about right. And then the last one community service or customer service or community engagement. Basically, it's a people person that loves talking to customers. What I've been amazed at from what I talked to some people like Chris Davey and some others, I think you're listening, is there's not that many customer service emails with Amazon. I remember when I was doing the you know, I was selling on my website. I had a Shopify store. I've had Zencart. I've had stores online. If you ever heard of that, WooCommerce. I uh, I was always had to have chat support and phone support. People used to call us all the time on my website. We had to, I had a Philippine office, 2010, with Marie and uh, six other people answering phones. I guess that doesn't happen with Amazon. So I'm feeling like this is going to be pretty awesome. But well, we might have some phone support, maybe. Uh, Michelle Davidson, she's actually a work with me in my last e-commerce business. She applied to be a partner. I was so my my heart dropped because she says if there's anybody I would be able to say I could work with for you know as a as a partner it would be you. And she's you know she doesn't she's willing to do what it takes. And uh, I had a great call with her. But we will probably have some people in the U.S. for customer service. We're going to set up a help desk system, maybe not at the beginning. Hopefully there's so many emails, but we'll see. And then a follow-up series. 
you know, I do a lot of that. If you're on my globalfromasia.com slash subscribe list, you probably get some autoresponders or follow-up series, which is important even in e-commerce. And we need to write those up and have standard replies for customers and all that stuff. So that's a lot of work, right? And we got to do that eh, next month or two. And we're trying to get Christmas rolling. So I got a lot of work to do. I asked actually Wendy, my wife, I'm like, hey, you want to be on this podcast? I'm doing it by myself. She's like, I'm so busy. I guess she doesn't consider me making this podcast work. Well, it isn't actually getting a business done. It's probably not helping Para Living, but you know, I've said that name a few times. What do you think? Paraliving.com. So winner. Well, let's keep uh let's keep on pushing. And thank you again for listening. people have been actually sending me messages that they like this new content. It's it's true. Gary V, you can thank Gary V. He inspired me to make more actionable advice and we're taking action. I'm tired of interviewing people and asking them questions about this. I, I know how to do this. Uh, actually, all, most of these things on the list I've done. Uh, and we got a great team. It's so hard. There's so many amazing people that applied to be part of this. And I've been trying to make sure I at least talk to everybody. And we're working out some deals. And no matter what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you guys out. And I know some of you will still do it anyway. And I'm, I'm happy because we want people to take action. That's what it's all about, taking action, not just uh, you know, consuming all this information and... Uh, Taking act, taking action, making happen, making a mistake, failing, falling. It's, I don't actually think it's failing. I think if you don't take action, you fail. If you take action and it doesn't work out the way you thought, it's way better than being paralyzed by not sure what to do. So keep making things happen. Keep taking action. I will see you next week. These shows, we have so many shows now. So next Tuesday, August 22nd, 7 p.m. live. 7 p.m. China time, 7 a.m. New York is our live streaming. I hope Facebook is going to work well enough in China with our tools, VPNs and such, to stream Facebook Live. If not, it's going to be recorded. We hired cameramen, two cameramen. We got lighting. We got audience. Amazing people signing up and paying. Thank you so much if you're able to come and pay. I know some people think I'm crazy to charge money to, to, to see a TV recording, but it's not just a TV recording. It's a learning session, and we're making things happen. And then it's a two-for-one we got Zach Franklin after, and he's sharing about Facebook bots and Facebook marketing for e-commerce sellers. He already gave me some great tips on that. So it's going to be the TV show, and then it's going to be the Amazon, uh, excuse me, Facebook marketing with bots, Zach Franklin, for those that are in the Shenzhen area, or you can stream it, or it will be online. We're going to make this a professional TV show. So hope to see you there. Peace. Global from Asia e-commerce series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. 